You're listening to the Derek Asante Podcast, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. I just aim to keep the discussion above the average. My guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode one of the DAPS show, right? That's D-A-P-S. I think I'm going to run with that DAPS, right? Derek Asante Podcast Show. Hope you all get it. I'm your host, Derek Asante. If you haven't gotten it already, I uh, appreciate y'all tuning in. And uh, this first episode really is going to be about me introducing myself to you guys, right? The listeners out there, the supporters, the great and beautiful people out there. Um, welcome to 2021. It's officially here, you know? Um, this episode is just going to be about me, right? Let me introduce myself, allow me that moment, and. Um, I'll take you on this journey with me. Well, let's let's go back. My birthplace is uh, Ghana, West Africa, better known as the Gold Coast, Black Star, all of that. But I'm proud of that. <laughs> right? So that's where I'm originally from. Um, I come from a strong lineage, uh, and I'm proud of that. You know, I was raised by my uncle in the first early years of my life and some of the things that he instilled in me to this day I'm still using right the discipline the dedication um you know being driven especially self-driven uh, is something that I picked up earlier on uh, as I look back I realize that that's where it all stems from you know uh, there's a few things which I'll tap into uh, as as you know, I keep this conversation going with you guys, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship, but we'll save that for a bit. But, you know, at the age of um, 11, 1991 is when, you know, I touched down in Canada, Toronto, Lawrence Heights to be more specific. You know, that's where I grew up, right? It's also known as jungle. And there's a reason for that, right, historically. But I want to focus on how I grew up to understand it to mean. And it was, you know, survival of the fittest, literally, you know. And that's what it was. Like, you had to do what you had to do to get out. And by get out, I mean survive it. You know, it can, it can literally swallow you up. If you're weak, if you're timid, anybody who was timid did not survive. Anybody who didn't have a strong sense of self did not survive. Right? And I don't mean survivors in death. I mean survivors in you become the weak link, the one that people push over. You know, and that's, that's usually what would happen. You know, so growing up there, I learned a lot. Uh, I also was blessed to have come in contact with some of the most incredible human beings. Some of my strongest, I mean, most influential mentors came out of that neighborhood. Most of them don't even know that they, they, they were mentors to me from a distance. Right? And there are a handful of gentlemen, strong gentlemen, that 
directly had an impact on the person that I, I am today, that I became. And every opportunity that I get, I salute them. You know? So, a shout out to uh, Leopold Campbell. A big shout out to John Smith. Right? Big shout out to Steve Yoda. You know, there's so many, there's so many that I'm missing out on. Um, the, the, the guys that I played ball with. I learned a great deal from every single one of them. Both directly and indirectly. How to move. How not to move. When to speak. When to keep your mouth shut. Right? Respecting those that need to be respected. And letting those who don't respect you know that they need to respect you. All those little things, right? You know, a sidebar story, though. So we lived in an apartment directly across from the community center. And when I first came to the, the neighborhood, my mom said to me, listen, don't go on that side with the community center. And, you know, my brother and I were like, you know, we want to go there. That's where the action's at. But she's like, nah, don't go over there. There's trouble over there. So we had to stay on the other side of our building and play in there like a small little area. So one day we decided, you know, we're going to go over there. We finally made it to the other side. And at this point, I had a soccer ball because that was my sport, right? So an older cat asked me for the ball. And I said, nah, keep in mind, I'm only like, you know, 12 at this point. I don't know him. He definitely doesn't know me because it's my first time on that side of the building. And uh, he takes my ball. And he, you know, he dribbles it as if it was a basketball for a bit. Looks at me. Takes out a knife. And stabs the ball. I was like, shoot. So now I'm traumatized because I'm like, now I understand why my mom says not to go on that side. So that's my first encounter. Being on the other side of the building where I was not supposed to be. And that's when I realized. But, um, you know, fast forward many moons later, me and that same person, we become teammates and things like that. And, and fast forward even more, him and I meet in the same circle in real estate. And that's just how insane it is coming from this neighborhood because you don't know where it's going to take you you might have some rough and some humbling beginnings but when you're focused when you feel like you have a purpose and you you can see that and you follow it you'll always end up where you want to be or where you need to be you know so i just want to share that little story with you guys but I think uh some of the things that keep me ticking currently is um, my real estate aspect of things that I'm, I dabble in. But ultimately, my background is, is in arts, right? So I went to school to study animation. Uh, following post-secondary, I actually ended up creating art programs and teaching it independently to community spaces and young people, as well as some local schools. Right, so I did that for many years, and that's how I supported myself financially. Right, so right off the jump, 
you can see this is where the entrepreneurship came comes into play, right? But if I back up before this this period in my life, I was actually I had a launch of my own clothing line. I was doing that for a bit, and prior to that, I was actually a producer, making beats and recording studio sessions and things like that for, for the neighborhood um, artists and so forth. So I dabbled in quite a bit, and if you if you follow along, you notice that everything that I've dabbled in that I've mentioned was on a creative spectrum. So by nature, I'm I consider myself to be an artist, a creative, and so everything that I touch has to be arts related. You know, and my passion resides, so I need to be involved in something that's creative. That's just how it's been. But we'll get into a little bit more specific some of the things that I'm currently um, involved in in a moment. I just got to shout out a few uh, sponsors and supporters, and uh, we'll be right back. You like what you're hearing so far? Make sure you never miss another episode by subscribing now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like yourself. Thank you for your support. Give a big shout out to uh, Gray Miles Publishing for publishing my latest book, The Best of Gray. You can get all their information about The Best of Gray at graymilespublishing.com. You can subscribe to the mailing list and get all the latest content, free perks, and so much more. Gray Miles Publishing is offering services for new local writers and authors, independent creatives that are trying to make a way for themselves. Gray Miles Publishing is here for the small guys. So make sure you log in, check them out, follow them on Instagram, follow them on Facebook and Twitter. For more information, make sure you log on at graymilespublishing.com for all your publishing needs. So I was talking about some of the things that I'm into. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to pick it up from there and and we'll continue the conversation. I've been an author. My first public publication was um, my poetry book. Entitled Scriptures from the Sidewalk. I released that book many, many years back. I would say maybe 2008, if I'm correct. I got to double check that, but you can look it up. It's available online. Uh, Scriptures from the Sidewalk by Derek Asante. So that's my first self published book of poetry. With that said, that should let you know that I'm a poet. I love the art of writing. I fell in love with writing in high school, actually, is where it actually got me out of trouble. That's where a lot of the changes happened, began to happen for me, was in uh, high school when I found poetry. Thanks to, um, you know, some incredible teachers that I had at the moment. They helped me uh, stay on the path, so I, I'm forever indebted to them. That energy, that passion for writing, you know, it had never left, and uh, so I pursued it. I kept doing it. I currently have, you know, enough poems to actually put out another three books. And that's what I intend to do in the, in the coming years. So we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of that, you know, further down the line. But my most recent publication is in a genre that I've never dabbled in before, but it was so exciting to get into that I know I'm going to have a series of books coming out, and that's in the children's literature, right? The last quarter of 2020, I published and, and released a children's book 
which was actually inspired by my daughter, my five-year-old, Grayson. And it stemmed from a poem that I wrote about her that I then was able to convert into a children's book. And so it took me a year or so, but we put it together and I got her to help me design the cover, the cover art for that book. So that's a wonderful experience for me as a father to be able to get my my daughter to work with me on one of my projects. And she was extremely excited to see it actually come to flourishing. And that was the reward for me in that, that experience. Go check it out. The book is actually called The Best of Grey. It's being pushed right now by graymilespublishing.com. I'll give them a shout out later on in the show, but you can definitely get it online. It's available on the website, right? That's The Best of Grey is what the book is called. Make sure you check it out. What else am I into? I did mention uh, real estate, and we just covered that I'm an author, right? So real estate, and so that's been a blessing. I also invest in some cryptocurrency, um, not Bitcoin specifically, but digital currency, you know. So I dabble in there a little bit in stocks, not too heavy in stocks, but I'm still learning about uh, Forex and, and things like that. Uh, what else am I into? Um, I'm a content creator, right? I'm an educator. I love to educate and share information that I come across. Um, I'm an animator and an illustrator as well. But ultimately, I think my, my greatest asset would be connecting people. You know, I think I'm a connector. If I meet somebody and we hit it off and they say, hey, do you know anybody that does, you know, this or that? And I usually tend to know somebody. so. I'll reach out to that person and say, hey, I just met someone that's, you know, looking for your services or wanted to pick your brain about what it is that you do. Are you okay with me connecting you to? And that usually goes over very well with me. So I take pride in being able to do that for people, you know, researching information or gathering information for someone because they they're looking for it. You know, so I try and help out as much as possible. So ultimately, I think I think I'm a connector and that's something that I pride myself in, right? And how did I get where I'm at? Just a lot of hard work. It sounds like a cliche. It might be a cliche, but the bottom line is, <laughs> that's the truth. But um, let me be more specific, I guess, to help you out with that, because I know it's, it's not easy to digest, but I want to use the word loyalty. You know, that, that word comes to mind because I, I heard that a lot when I was growing up among my peers. And, you know, you, you moved in cliques, right? We moved in cliques. You go from your neighborhood, you go into the east end or further west, and you had to move in a clique. And it was always a conversation about making sure who you're walking with entering the new neighborhood was loyal to you. And that was no question. But the thing that always got lost in translation with that word, I realized, was everybody was quick to be loyal to the group or to the neighborhood. But no one knew how to be loyal to themselves first. And that was critical. It was critical because I believe that if you're not loyal to yourself or you don't even know what that looks like, how to truly value your life your purpose, how can you 
then devote a thousand percent of yourself to a clique, a group, or a neighborhood. Let that marinate for a minute, right? So the minute I discovered that I needed to be loyal to myself, a lot of things changed. Peer pressure was removed because I was able to now stand on my own to speak for myself and be clear about that. And because I was able to do that, people didn't question. A few did, you know, pushed back and whatnot, but you can't question that now because that was the choice and the decision that I made. The other part of it is the ability to grow is how I got here, right? I figured out early on that in order to get where I need to be, I need to grow, not grow up fast as in maturity and all that. No, no, no. I'm talking about growing up as an individual, getting to know myself better, understanding what makes me tick and what doesn't, what drives me, what doesn't, right? And taking those things and actually making it work. To get that now, you have to be willing to remind yourself that you're, you're a lifelong learner, that you want to be a student to life. I'm not trying to be an expert in anything. I'm trying to be a student of everything. With that is where I learned I wasn't a fan of reading. I'll be lying if I said I was. I was not a fan of reading. Let me repeat that because all through high school, I hated it. Through college, hated it. Everything was about reading and reading books that I didn't like. But a switch happened for me where I came across two authors, Robert B. Parker, and I know who introduced me to him. That was my brother, my big brother, because that was, you know, books that he was reading. And um, Sister Soldier was the other one. The Sister Soldier book was actually the one that pushed me over to say, you know what, I think I'm going to look for more authors that I actually like. And the book that did it for me was The Coldest Winter. Classic. One of my favorites to this day. I've read it maybe five times. But that's when I fell in love with reading. And then from there, you know, you come across that old saying about, you know, to hide something from a black man, you got to put it in a book. Well, guess what? <laughs> I found them books. <laughs> and I got the keys. Right? So that's how I got here. But let me take a second to give some shout outs to some sponsors and we'll continue the dialogue. Stay tuned. You like what you're hearing so far? Make sure you never miss another episode by subscribing now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like yourself. Thank you for your support. Big shout out to uh, Gray Miles Publishing for publishing my latest book, The Best of Gray. You can get all their information about The Best of Gray at graymilespublishing.com. You can subscribe to the mailing list and get all the latest content, free perks, and so much more. Gray Miles Publishing is offering services for new local writers and authors, independent creatives that are trying to make a way for themselves. Gray Miles Publishing is here for the small guys. So make sure you log in, check them out, follow them on Instagram, follow them on Facebook and Twitter. For more information, make sure you log on graymilespublishing.com for all your publishing needs. Welcome back to the Derek Asante podcast, better known as DAPS. We've been getting to know your host for this episode. I'm just trying to introduce myself to you listeners and everybody out there. We were just talking about reading and some of the books that uh, I enjoyed reading. 
right? So I was mentioning the coldest winter, and you know that was definitely something that that lit a fire under me because I'd never read a book like that before, and so that was beautiful. And along the journey, a few things that I discovered about myself, right? The minute I discovered, I love, I enjoyed reading now, and uh, I'm getting into it. I'm picking up different books, trying different authors' works, and trying to see what makes me tick, what I get from it, what can I take from it, uh, and things like that. That's when I realized that, you know what, I'm taking a lot of chances over here on me, though, right? I'm investing in me. And so came the birth of the clothing line that I mentioned briefly, and that was Kata, right? So Kata was my clothing line, and I was influenced by FUBU. Damon John definitely inspired me with that because I was hip-hop right there, no doubt. Um, that, you know, pushed me to want to try new things. So the clothing line was definitely one. Producing, making beats, and trying to create a platform for local artists in my neighborhood was another one. And, and all those avenues let me know that I should be doing what I'm doing, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. So I kept pushing. What I realized, too, is with success, you'll start to see who who really belongs in your inner circles, as far as your peers, friends, even family, right? So you start to see who's really down for you or with you and who isn't. The minute you get a taste or they get a glimpse of your success, it's really about managing your circles. How do you manage that? There's risks and there's always reward. I mean, are you willing to risk the friendship with someone you've known for a long time in order to obtain your true potential. For me, that's, that's a no-brainer. I'm going to risk that relationship to see because that's going to show me if that person is really a friend, right? Based on how they respond to me trying to become a better person. That's going to show me who they really are, you know? But the one lesson that a lot of people don't recognize is not everyone wants to see you win more than them. Don't forget that. That's a gem right there. Like, not everybody wants to see you win. And the larger, the greater the risks, the risks that you take, the greater the potential for the reward. But let's not lose sight, right? The reward isn't always monetary or, or something that's tangible. Sometimes the reward presents itself in, in the form of an opportunity. And with that, you have to recognize that opportunity does not discriminate doesn't look at, oh, whether you have these credentials or you don't or you had a hardship or you didn't. doesn't look at any of that. Opportunity does not discriminate. But one thing I have learned over the years is that opportunity can be very unattractive. Let me elaborate a little bit on that. It can be very unattractive, meaning there are so many opportunities that present themselves to people on a regular basis, but they don't act on it. Why? Because it doesn't look the same way they have envisioned it for years. And because it doesn't look as attractive as they envisioned it, they don't act on it. They automatically assume that that opportunity is not for them because of how it came dressed. You know, so recognize that. And ultimately, you got to trust yourself. I trust myself completely. And the reason why I can say that with such confidence is because I actually have a plan for myself. I have a vision for myself. The things that I do have a purpose to them. It's no accident. 
the work I put in in the background is no accident. You know, so keep that in mind, right? You got to have a plan. You got to be purposeful in everything that you do with your actions, especially. And I'm learning that the hard way too, (laughs) but that's another side chain. We'll talk about that in the future. And because I was able to take those risks, reap those rewards, and actually act on some of these opportunities that I've been privileged to be able to encounter, that acquired me the ability to choose. There is no limit to success. It depends on how you define it, right? But the ultimate success for me has been the freedom of choice. I'm able to live a happier lifestyle because I'm able to choose and make decisions on my own, at my own time, that benefit me or my family, right? That freedom of choice is one of the most powerful things. I'm not bogged down by debt. I'm not bogged down by, you know, stressful relationships. I'm not bogged down by a criminal past or I'm not bogged down by by family members that are trying to just, you know, stifle the life out of me, right? Or bills that I can't afford to pay, um, rent that I'm struggling to pay. And I'm not trying to, you know, look down on anybody in those situations, but I'm trying to point out to you is the freedom of choice does not exist for most of those people in those situations that I just described. They can't choose to just do what they want to do because they are occupied by those things. So I guess the question is, would I change anything from 1991 to 2021? And my response to you, to be honest, is nah, I wouldn't change a thing. I would not change a thing. Everything happened with a purpose and a reason. Right? And that's why we're here having this conversation. That's who I am. In a nutshell. There's more. There's so much more to discover. (laughs) But you got to tune in to the next episode. You got to tune in to the next episode to get more. To learn more about who I am. What it is that I do why I do the things that I do, some of the guests that I'm going to be bringing on board, why they're significant to the show. I'm going to sign off right there and leave that with you. I do appreciate your time. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, I'm your host, Derek Asante, and this has been a great privilege of mine to be able to introduce myself to you. And I'm hoping to see you in the next episode. Please do subscribe to the show. Follow me on Instagram. That's Derek Asante with the underscore at the end of Asante. Follow me there for more content. There's so much more I got to share with you guys. So in the coming episodes, you'll also be learning more about not just me, but what keeps me going. I'll also share my views on some of the books that I've read in the past, books that I'm currently reading, give my thoughts and insights, share some of those things with you and get you on the same journey that I've been on, right? Definitely share my thoughts on investments and things like that. Some of the products that I'm, I'm working on launching. Make sure you subscribe so that you can be privy to those things before I actually launch them. Stay tuned. Until next time. Peace, love, and I'll catch you on the next episode.